Welcome back once again to the What's Going On podcast, the show where I discuss football with a fan of a certain team and analyse what's going on on and off the pitch at their club. Today's team is my very own Nottingham Forest, who over the last two years have gone from promotion hopefuls to a relegation scrap, with the Reds now finding themselves two games into the new campaign with zero points. To talk through the club's summer window, the results thus far and what the club needs to do, I've persuaded the very talented and charismatic match day with Max to hop on the pod. With 6.3k subscribers, his superb YouTube channel has won awards and nationwide recognition since being founded in 2017. But before we jump in, make sure to follow the podcast on Spotify, where it now exclusively streams, and follow my Twitter, at EJ Stockdale, if you want to give feedback, have a discussion, or even request to come on the show yourself. There will also be clips posted on YouTube on the Elliot Jacob Stockdale channel, if you'd like to subscribe there. But without further ado... Let's jump in and see what Max and I have to say about the current state of Nottingham Forest. Welcome back to the What's Going On podcast. And today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined uh, by Forest fan, uh, Forest vlogger, Forest YouTuber, Match Day with Max. Uh, so, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, Elliot. Thanks for having me on, mate. Uh, always like talking forest. Uh, maybe not at the moment with the, the start to kind of the season we've had. But um, yeah, it's good to talk forest. So uh, thanks for having me on. That's no, absolute pleasure. So really, there's quite a, a, a few things to go through. Uh, and I seem to be here every single season with forest where I talk about, you know, the signings they've made, the manager, and what's really cracking off at the club. Uh, but it seems as if this summer, it's been a bit like someone that we've not really seen before. Forest have made... Three signings uh, compared to last season's fourteen. Mm. Um, I feel like there's a lot of frustration really with with Forest fans and with Chris Hutton as well. Every single interview that's been done uh, in lead up to games and after the games, he's been saying, "Yes, we're working on signings," but nothing seems to be coming through the door. So, firstly, to start off, how are you feeling currently about the the transfer situation at the club? Uh, I think it's a difficult one because you look at kind of last season and, and even seasons before, I can remember that January transfer window we had, was it under Karanka that time when we must have had, do we sign 10 or 11 players yeah. over the course of like two days or something like that? So, but then you look at, at almost that and I, I was listening to um, Sarah Clapson from The Post, a, mm. a, another journalist, and she said sometimes you've almost got to, think that would you rather have 10 really kind of bang average signings that might only play once or twice and, and don't really break into the first team and end up going, you know, and, and I, that's the story with Forrest is that we seem to sign players and then you'll see him play once and they'll either get injured or just never play again because it's a new manager or, you know, something like that. So I think that I'd personally rather have a smaller number of players that are championship standard rather than having 10 kind of average below championship standard players. Uh, we do need to sign players though. It's a, you know, it's, it's a must. I was speaking to some fans at the game on Saturday and they just said how disappointed they were. And, and, and you said it before you asked the question as well, how, how frustrated they were that we haven't really signed any um, real additions to the team. In some ways you think, well, you know, we, We've got the academy prospects breaking through and you saw that kind of cut performance against Bradford where there was so many youngsters involved there in the in the first team. But whether they're championship standard or ready yet and Newton talks about breaking them through. But I think that we definitely need a few more additions. It's been frustrating, but it's almost as if the club are waiting to sell someone. So I can I almost feel that, that I wouldn't be surprised if... Um, if Joe Warrow went or, or, or something like that in the next few weeks to 
kind of bring up those funds for the players, which would be disappointed to see. Uh, disappointing to see. However, I think you know it, it was the same with Matty Cash when he went to Villa. Is that it seems like Forest need to make some kind of profit and almost sell a few players before we really go out and look for somebody. But the question is, is yeah, I think what positions do Forest strengthen in, and, and and that's a big question. I could give you three or four straight away, but I think that. Um, some of the academy lads will definitely feature. I mean, we've seen Jordan Gabriel obviously start against um, start against Bournemouth, who I thought probably didn't have the best of games. I thought the right side was quite um, dominated by Bournemouth. I thought it wasn't controlled that well by him. Uh, however, you know, in, improvement and you never know, it was could be one of those games for him. So who knows? But I think a lot of Forest fans are starting to get a little bit frustrated now, not just with transfers, but in general as well, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think when Chris Hewton was appointed, myself including this, I think a lot of fans got quite excited because his championship pedigree is is unlike no other. You know, uh, when you get a manager of his, uh, you know, stature appointed at the club, you're thinking, right, th- this is it now. If we back him in the correct way, we might be able to get up. Last mm. season, I think, was uh, a season where just, you know, just draw a line under it. Yeah, it was a bit of a write-off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was no fans. You know, it was never going to be a good season after you know the way Lamucci started the season and they left the club with Hewton coming in. So I think this summer everyone's just sort of gone right. Okay, let's back Hewton and see what he can do. We've not really backed him, um, as you say. We think we probably do need to sell one or two players. Most likely going to be Joe Ronald, and then see what he can do. But I think with the start of the season that we've had with Forest losing back-to-back league games. I think fans are now already starting to turn on Hewton going, well, you know, we've got attacking yeah. players at club at Jean Carvalho. The fans were chanting his name for, you know, for the whole second half on, on Saturday, but he only came on with 10 minutes to go, which is, I think, in a lot of fans' opinions, too little too late. But I think we just need to stick with him for a little bit. And as you say, I think three or four names definitely need to come through the door in certain positions. We've got left back we've been looking for all summer, whether that's going to be Lee Buchanan coming in or uh, I think it's Josh Doig. I believe from Hibernian that's been linked with the Prem and then coming to, uh, to Forest on loan. This morning, I've seen links with with Matty Longstaff on loan from Newcastle. There's Josh Laurent from Reading. Um, there's also obviously James Garner that's, you know, potentially could come back. But I think primarily, and I'm interested to see if you agree, I think full-back positioning is probably where Forest needs to strengthen the most. Because you mentioned there, John and Gabriel had a bit of a shaky game against Bournemouth, but he played well against Coventry. We've signed say 2-2, but then we also need a left-back. I think we also need a, a, a really solid right-back, a little bit like Cyrus Christie coming in. Uh, and I think once the full-back positions are sorted, the defence seems to look a little bit more... Um, a, a little bit stronger, really, especially with uh, the goalkeeping options that we've got. Mm, I totally agree. And I, and I think, as well, as when you watch um, Osu Tutu play, I, I thought that... He's a good player, but he doesn't seem to fit into Hewton's football, which is slightly worrying. And maybe that's just me judging him on one game. And it'll be interesting to see how he does tomorrow night. Obviously, recording this on Tuesday, still against Blackburn. But I think that fullbacks is definitely something we need to improve on. I think that um, also with Gabriel is that you kind of watch him and he almost builds it up. And then it's very static in those fullback positions. It never seems to kind of get onto the flanks and makes makes the balls to to Joe Lolly and kind of those wingers. So I thought that was disappointing to see. And, and like you said, I um I watched the Coventry game as well and thought he had a class game against Coventry. I was really impressed by him. And obviously Gabriel had had pre-season with Forrest and he'd started a few games last season as well. Uh, so it's a really difficult one because it's almost like a lot of the fans are getting tired of the football, but also 
you've got to realise that, like you said, we need to give him time. We need to wait until he's got a few more additions in because my worry is, is, is that, you know, you have a few more bad results. This, let's say, this sack Chris in which none of us, well, personally me, don't want to happen. I, I think, you know, sack Chris Hewton and then end up getting a new manager in and because we're almost far adrift, it's again another season where you draw on it, draw a line under it. But then I say, you know, I was speaking to some Forest fans on Saturday and they, they, they had a quite positive outlook. They thought that Bournemouth's goals were quite, you know, two quite killer goals and they came at the wrong time and that we need to give him time and that this team really is not going to challenge for promotion. It'll probably be 10th or 11th, you know, mid-table at best so there's definitely positions we need to strengthen in I think a lot uh, there's been a few calls for the the, the uh, attacking force to be strengthened as well with with obviously Lyle Taylor and, you, and you've got Lewis Graben up top but I personally disagree there I think if you give both, both Lyle Taylor and Graben the service they will score but I think where it's struggling is like I said earlier with the almost the flanks and the fullback positions is that you're not getting balls into the box, which is really difficult because it's too static. And perhaps that comes from the football and hopefully Hewton does change it up. I was disappointed not to see Carvalho start again. You know, it just seems like we, the only times any Forest manager really in the past few years has started Carvalho is in a league game, in a cup game yeah. and um, not really started him in a league game. So he needs a chance and we need to give the players that we've got a chance and, and, and almost change things up. And then other fans said to me that, you know, Forrest have had a COVID outbreak and really we missed two key pre-season games and all of that training. So I suppose you could almost call the two kind of first games of the season um, a bit of a write-off. So it'd be interesting to see how we do against Blackburn, but wins are needed and, and, and definitely more positions in the transfer window as well before it closes. Yeah, I completely agree, uh, especially with the Grabbin and Lyle Taylor situation. I was speaking to my cousin on the way back home from, from the game on Saturday and both of those are 20-goal-a-season strikers just as long as you give them the service. Under Lamucci, you gave Grabbin the service from, from Lolly, from Cash coming up from full-back, from Jao Carvalho. The guy scored you 20 goals. That is just what he does. Yeah. And Lyle Taylor's exactly the same. But as you're saying with the full-backs... They're not bombing on forward. They're not whipping balls into the box like Ribeiro was, like Matty Cash was under Lamucci. Yeah. And that's where we're struggling because you've got Lolly and Zinkenagel, but then they can't overcommit going forward because the fullbacks are a little bit weak and they're not too comfortable with just constantly whipping balls in the box. They like to cut in on their on their right and left foot. So I think fullback positioning, if they can get a couple of names in there and then, you know, Chris Hutton can just work with them a little bit, then potentially we can see. The football that I think Forest fans want to see and expect to see from Hewton, because I don't think he's as negative as everyone says he's he is. I think he's just trying to work with what he's got. Because when he was with uh, with Brighton, I think it was in the 13-14 season, Brighton played fantastic attacking football. It was in the Premier League he started to be a little more more defensive, and that's because he was trying to keep them up. So I completely understand the frustrations of Forest fans and the frustrations around Chris Hewton, but I think just give him the window see what happens, and then, you know, come the end of September, start of October, then we'll start to see things. And if we're 20th, 21st, and we're not winning games, then okay. Then maybe it will be time for a change of manager once again. But I think up until now, we've got two weeks left of the window. I think there's a lot still to happen, and, and that brings me on really nicely to my next point, which we've sort of hinted on around Joe Worrell and Brennan Johnson, two players that have been so heavily linked away from the club with, I think, Southampton, West Ham looking at Worrell. Brentford looking at Brennan Johnson and I think if Forrest are going to do anything this summer it's all going to be dependent on those two players and whether they stay or go because if they stay 
you've got foundations to build off, but you've got pretty much mm. just loans to work off. Whereas if they go, like we have done in the past with Oliver Burke and Matt Cash, Darlow, Lascelles, if they go and we get 10, 15, 20 million in for them, then you've got 10, 15, 20 million to spend on good quality players. Like you were saying earlier, instead of getting 10 or 11 average players, you can get four or five really good players in, but then we've mm. also got those to replace as well. So I think you mentioned earlier about Worrell potentially being one that you'd sort of accept to leave. Uh, I don't know if you feel the same about Johnson. Uh, probably not with Johnson, no. I mean, and this is no disrespect to either of the, of the two players, but I think Worrell wants to one day play Premier League football like Matty Cash did. I think, uh, and I was listening to um, BBC Radio Nottingham's interview with, um, with, with Nicholas Randall and that the club still have great, you know, huge respect for Matty Cash, but Matty wanted to move on and play uh, Premier League football and it worked well for Forrest because it allowed them to be in the financial fair play rules and and, and obviously keep the balance, you know, afloat. So I think that in, in a way is that we've seen it so many times before it is expected with academy graduates eventually. I'm surprised that Worrell didn't go sooner, but I think that was because he... Maybe and, and and maybe he still does. I think he because he loves the club that much and he's got so much related to Forest and he's you know he's, he's been with Forest for pretty much the whole of his um, the whole of his football career that he, he's that invested in the project current project to try and get us in the Premier League that I don't think he will go. But then but then again, does he want to play Premier League football? It's the question that only really he and 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 a few other people know the answer to. Brennan Johnson, on the other hand, I think is a real talent and if Forrest could definitely keep hold of him for a few few more years and develop him as a player and a bit like we did with Matty Cash and Oliver Burke I can remember seeing Oliver Burke's debut and with you know Gary Brazil when he was interim manager and then he kind of came through with Philip Montagnier more during that period so <laughs> <laughs> that period was interesting I think um, I think as well is, is that the academy does such a good job with bringing different players through is that it is a shame to see them leave home. It is almost inevitable because Forest need the money and that as much as we're a club with, you know, very wealthy owners, I think that it's, it's just a sign of the times. And I think with any football club really at the moment is you have these academy graduates that eventually move on and potentially Brennan Johnson wants to play Premier League football and he'll go, but whether Brennan Johnson's ready for Premier League football, you know, I don't really know yet. And I don't think, and I don't think a lot of people know the answer to that question either. So it's all kind of ifs, buts, what ifs, you know, it's a difficult one. Obviously don't want, any of them to leave really. I, I think I think they're both very, very good players and are, are a crucial part to Forest starting eleven. And, and obviously, was injured at the moment, so I can you know you can tell we're missing him. However, I don't think if we did have to get rid of Worrell and Worrell moves on, and we still have obviously great respect for Joe, is that I I think that it wouldn't be a position that necessarily Forest would be that worried about because I think Figueredo and McKenna have done a good job so far. Um, I think you know. I, I, I think they link up quite nicely with each other and um, hold the back four quite well. So I don't think it'd be a position we'd necessarily have to replace. Ben and Johnson, on the other hand, yes, probably we would have to uh, look for a new number ten. But I think if Worrell went and let's say he went for around ten or eleven million, then that definitely frees up Forest to go out and find, like you said, four or five really key Championship players that'll help us push further this season. And you never know, maybe change Hutton's style of football. He might change his style of football to adapt to what players he's got after that. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think with with Worrell, I think the uh, 
you know, what you're saying about him not perhaps wanting to actually lead the club and, and stick with the with the project of trying to get Forrest in the Premier League, that'll be in the back of his mind. But I think also, she say, playing in, you know, top flight football, actually testing himself. But I was reading a, an interview with uh, Ralph uh, Hassan, who took the, uh, the Southampton manager, and he was mm-hmm. saying, whoever's going to come into the club, with Warrell being really, really heavily linked with the Saints, they're not necessarily going to be the first team player, like a, a, a starting player immediately. Mm. And I think that is going to be in the back of Worrell's mind if he's deciding whether to lead the club or not. Because with West Ham and Southampton, is he going to start? I don't think so. He was linked with Brentford. They decided to go with, uh, I think, Christophe Ager from, from Celtic. Uh, he would have started there, but they, you know, they went for another target instead. So perhaps Worrell is going to stay, but then is that going to hinder Forrest as, you know, as we keep discussing? If I was, you know, if I was Chris Hewton, if I was Nicholas Rand, if I was, you know, running Forrest, as much as I absolutely love Joe Worrell and I'm adamant he's going to play for England one day because I think he's that good. Um, <laughs> I, I do think Forrest need to sell him this summer. I, I think it'd be the right decision to to make, especially with the last year and a half with COVID and that affecting FFP and, and our financial situation. I think if we can get even 10 million for him, that means we can go out and sign some you know quality players. Lee Buchanan, he, he's a left back from Derby. Who I, I've heard good things from from you know some of my mates that are Derby fans. He'd cost around two million, so that's already a portion of that. Josh Laurent from from Reading, that's three to four million, perhaps there. So it's already two really quality Championship players in two positions that we that we desperately need. So I think, as you say, we wouldn't even need to replace him particularly. We've got Figueroa. We've also got Loic Mbisso, who's mm-hmm. crying out for a chance. Maybe get a you know another centre back in from maybe League One or a loan just so we've got some cover there because I don't think Baba Fernandez or Riley Harbottle are quite up to Championship standard yet. I think they need a, a loan or two away. But I, I agree with that if Brennan Johnson leaves and he's only been linked with six or seven million pound moves, I think if mm. he leaves, he's going to be really really difficult to replace because even in the Coventry game, in you know the, the ninety minutes he played there, he was he was just brilliant. The, the assist he got for Lyle Taylor just something that we were crying out for last season, just someone to run at a team and create from, from deep. And we've also got Carvalho, so we've got both of them that can switch around. And I think losing one of them in Brandon Johnson would be would be a, a massive miss. But putting all that aside, whether Worrell stays or leaves, same with Johnson, realistically, what are your expectations for Forest this season? Do you expect them to finish 10th for 11th, like you said? Are you expecting yeah. us to be right down back at the bottom or... Are you going to be one of those crazy fans that's going to say we're going to finish top three? Uh, I used to be one of those crazy fans that finished top three, but after almost learning learning a bit of football and learning Forest since I was kind of younger, I've, I've almost tried to be realistic every year. I think it's the I think this year with the current if 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 I was basing it on the current team we've got, let's say for whatever reason we don't sell any more players. Uh, which is perhaps unlikely and we don't buy any more players which again is unlikely but who knows and it was just this current team I don't think they'd go down however I don't think they'd finish above probably 10th if we potentially sold Joe Warren and we bought you know those two players that you just mentioned um, Elliot and, 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 and perhaps a few more we could be pushing towards the playoffs realistically I'd probably say it'll be outside the playoffs this season I hope it won't you know it'll be another season in some way I almost said well you know what this season I'm not too bothered and and, and, and that might be a bit of a 
people might be a bit um, taken back by that comment, but I think with fans returning and almost the last 18 months we've had, is it's that good to be back at football. As long as Forrest can get a few nice results over the way and put a few decent performances, um, you know, over the course of the season, I, I wouldn't be too bothered where we finished. Of course, it'd be nice to be up there. And again, it's not, it'd be another season in the championship and another missed opportunity. And potentially the owners would be disappointed. I almost would like to have an update from the club of, of, of where the five-year plan is at or kind of what plan we're on to now because it's almost plan B with with Dane Murphy. I, I think that I think that you just never know because you could give Finn back a chance. Um, in in the first team, and if you've got young, hungry players that really care about the club and yeah. that are really wanting to break through and, and prove themselves, not only to Forest but to potentially football scouts around the world, and get you know themselves linked with bigger moves, that you just never know. So it's a difficult one to predict this year. I've seen a lot of pundits kind of just put his seventh or eighth, but. I was going to probably stay one position. Um, I think with a few more additions, and, I, and I'll try and be positive, I'll say sixth, but we could just potentially miss out on the playoffs again. <laughs> I've, I've put Forrest seventh in my predictions, and I think I agree with you, really. It really just depends on the next two weeks and what additions mm. Forrest can get through the door. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see what, as you say, some of the young players that we've got at the club. You know, you mentioned Finn back there, but then you've also got the likes of Alex Myton, who is hungrier than ever. He, you know, he's... He, Barred at this time last season, I had a few opportunities under Chris Hewton, and I think this season he's really going to take it up a notch, or at least I hope he takes it up a notch. He played really well against Bradford, uh, playing up front of all positions, which I never expected him to to lead the line. He's only about five foot six. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not exactly the, the main man that I'd have up front, but, you know, he did the no. job. He, he ran the line well and, and, you know, ran the channels as well. Um, but, you know, players like that, I'm excited to see. Tyrese Fornar, I'd really like to see burst onto the scene. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there's any players that stick out in your mind that you'd like to see, you know, at least have a good season and perhaps be the next player next season that we're looking at to to sell on for, for 10 million. Well, not necessarily someone from the academy or kind of a, a youngster, but definitely Carvalho. I think that I, I've always been one of those that I don't think Carvalho is the Messiah. I don't think he's going to fix all the problems and that's, I can remember, you know, it's happened for seasons ago where fans have always chanted his name and that I don't think he's that type of player to come in and make a difference straight away. If you almost bed him into the team and almost fit him in with a style of football he can play in and he enjoys and he's got decent players around him to give service to and have it back off, etc. I think that that's someone we need to be starting uh, in the starting eleven, And maybe that comes from stubbornness from the managers in previous. Forest have not really had almost... I suppose you could say young managers. Um, we we've had more old school managers, which which potentially um, you know answers the question of why Carvalho doesn't get a start because they're a little bit stubborn. Well, well he comes on for some, he comes on in the seventy fifth minute and makes a difference. But I'm going to stick with my original team for the next game. But that's got to change, and I think that a lot of fans will get frustrated if he doesn't start in the next few games or at least come on. At a decent time and potentially be a super sub. Probably somebody else is 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 is, is Finn back, and I kind of mentioned him. Is that I was really impressed by him and Jordan Gabriel. If, if we can work on trying to and, and if and if if Hewton can work on trying to get him up the pitch and almost not be too static and almost sit back a little bit and and, and hold back from going forward and, and and making those runs like a player like Matty Cash does, then I'd I'd like to see him given more of a chance. But just generally, is that. 
I think it is great to see at the moment the academy doing so well. And obviously we've got the academy one status as well at the moment, which is which is good. And that's a good thing on and off the pitch for Forest. So it's a good time for the academy. And I think that if we can use it to our advantage this season and potentially fit in with Hewton's plans. But but then again, who knows? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm being deadly serious here. Forest could lose against Blackburn and, and, and we, we could lose against Stoke and hopefully not. But the hierarchy could decide that Hewton isn't the man they want and they'll get a new manager in just in time for the end of the transfer window to bring in a few last minute changes. I don't want that to happen. Forest needs stability more than ever. But yeah. if they think that there needs to be a new man at the helm, then I guess we go again. But I'll support Hewton until he's gone. I've always been one of those people that's never really turned on a manager's back uh, and, 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 and almost slide them off at games and things. I'm, I don't really like doing that. I, I think a lot of Forest fans are entitled to their opinion. However, getting behind the team is important. So who knows? But I think to answer your question overall, probably Finn back and, and potentially if, if we can improve Jordan Gable on the flanks, then, um, then him as well. Yeah, I think I've got to agree with that. I think Jordan Gabriel, he's shown flashes. Uh, and, you know, Finn Back, he had a really impressive performance against uh, against Bradford. He was a bit shaky first 10 minutes, but then, you know, he had the players mm. alongside, like Zink and Argo, just to teach yeah, him, and him, help him through. And that leadership is something that we've been crying out for just on the pitch, you know, helping each other out and asking, you know, the other players, you know, I, I want you to make the runs on the inside or inverted runs or, you know, do this a little bit differently because then when you've got that togetherness and that um, United team spirit, that's when, you know, you can start to succeed. And that's something that we've really, really lacked as, uh, as a team, really. We just haven't had that uh, togetherness. Um, and that, you know, that comes in time and that comes with stability, like you mentioned. And if, you know, we get rid of Hewton in a couple of games time, depending on how, the results go against Blackburn and, and Stoke, then we have to rebuild that. We have to start again. Then the manager has to come in and implement their own ideas, meet the squad, and then we're back at square one. So I'm hopeful that Cuton can just get a couple of results under his belt in the next couple of games, just so we can get started with the season. More signs can come in and that stability can, can stick around because I, I really cannot be bothered with another season down at the bottom, changing managers. Table mediocrity, yeah. Happens yeah. every season as a Forest fan and I'm just sick of it. So it'd be nice just for, just for one season, even if we just finish 10th, just just have a have a boring season, Forest. That'd be nice. Where we get a few wins, as you say, the results aren't that massively important this year. I'm just happy to be back at, at the city ground and going to away days. I'm, I'm just buzzing to be back. So if we can just enjoy you, the season. Yeah. And and potentially a bit of a cup run as well would be nice. I know that obviously yes. we've got Wolves in the cup in a few weeks, but Forest never really seemed to. I think I think the the, the, the time when I can remember Forest got quite far was when we I think it was the FA Cup when we lost to Sheffield United and we were I think we were we, we were one away from a quarter final were we? Yeah, well, that was a round of sixteen, uh, and in the yes. quarter final they had Hull City that uh, yes. that weren't that good at the time. So if we'd beaten them, we would have had a trip to Wembley. For the semis, and oh, I've 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 always remembered that game. Doris De Vries made a horrible mistake to let them back in, it and I think Chris Paul was wasn't a brace, and, and that that was it. Um, so yeah, it would be nice to have a cup a run. Nice away day. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> it, would be, it would just be nice to have a cup run, like you say. Um, you know, in the League Cup, get past Wolves. You know, get Man City away in the third round, something like that. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Take six k to Manchester, and then in the FA Cup, yeah. try and get through to at least a quarter. That'd be nice. Uh, but I think we can both agree it's going to be a roller coaster as always is with Forest. Uh, we say what we want, but we all know that it's going to be up and down all season. We'll have happy moments, we'll have sad moments, and it's just 
it's the life of a Forest fan. It's you know, <laughs> as much as I want a boring season, cool. it's never going to be boring. Um, no, it isn't. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a pleasure to chat, Max. Um, I, I look forward to to watching Match Day with Max now, which back. Um, you know, a few changes as you've said on on your Twitter and the videos, but it's, it's exciting for for you to be back at, uh, at the City Ground. So, if anyone's listening that hasn't checked them out already, please do. Um, it's just it's just Match Day with Max, isn't it on uh, on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. If you just search that, it, it comes up normally. It's yeah, and like you said, it's good to be back. It's a little difficult this season post COVID and with a few different kind of changes to what I can and can't do. But overall, it, it's nice to be back, and it was really nice to be back on Saturday as well. And it is, it's just good to be back with the community, I think, as well as a fan. And, and a lot of people have said that those people kind of around the seats that they sit with and 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 people that they go to away games with is football is more than just a sport it, it, it's a family and, and, it, and it helps people it helps a lot of people with their mental well-being and especially for the last 18 months we've had is that it's so good to see it back now and especially you know full capacity and i'm looking forward to stoke away next saturday definitely yeah it's it's it's, it's as you say it's good to be back um and hopefully forest can get some results to to make our our trips back to the city ground and to the away days a little bit more enjoyable uh but as yeah, i say it's been, it's been a pleasure max to have you on um and you know maybe i'll get you on later on in the season depending on how it's all going uh, but as i say <laughs> yeah, thank cheers, you for, thank you for hopping on yeah cheers elliot and uh fingers crossed we're not talking about in a few weeks far as second cuting or something like that <laughs> if that does happen you'll be uh you'll be coming straight back on <laughs> <laughs> i look forward to it maybe not <laughs> <laughs>